Well, it's the big show. Danny's the big bad show tonight. Yeah, he's the big show. Crank it up, turn on them lights. Get ready for something that you never know. You won't see it coming, but I promise you'll know. Yeah, Danny's the big show. No, seriously, it's just the Sunday roast. Welcome to the the Sunday Roast with Mike and Danny. This is Danny, and this is Mike, and we're kind of strange. We're in the tub, and we drink a lot. At least one of us does. This is not Mike's body, but that is Danny's. And that's really gross. Thanks for watching the Sunday Roast. We love our fans. And here's Danny's mom. His name's Michael. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and he's a Jew. You can tell he's a Jew. Look Ask at him. him who's his daddy. Magical moment. I can almost taste Danny. It's so close, I could almost taste the wool. <laughs> and now, the moment you've been waiting for. It's the Sunday Roast with your hosts, Magic Mike and Danny the GFP. Hello! It's the Sunday with its actual hosts, who have the most... Danny, I missed you, man. Uh, sorry, you didn't feel well last week, but it's nice to nice to be back on the air with you. I can go into detail now and tell people all about my medical issue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> about last week. If you tuned in two months ago for what is just known around the world now as the colonoscopy episode, yeah. uh, that had nothing compared to what Danny's about to unload on you. Uh, the, the load he's about to drop on you tonight. So. Oh, so we'll 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 certainly get into that. Uh, real quick though, before we get into that, how do you did did you watch last week's episode? When you when you don't appear on your own show, do you go back and watch it, or do you just not want anything to do with it? I watched about half hour of it while I was in bed because I went to bed really early and then fell asleep. Did, did was um, it was it me or was it Tom Rosenhammer that put you to sleep finally? I saw you swapping sides, and then I listened to a little bit more while I was editing editing in it, and uh, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, he, um, <laughs> he, he's one of the two people I thought of immediately to to, to substitute for you because that guy, you, you just essentially say a word and he can go for half an hour on a topic, and that's really kind of what this show is about. So yeah, um, and especially when it comes to pop culture and music. So um, so I, I was glad that he was available. I'm sorry that you weren't feeling well, but uh, uh, so nine o'clock. This is our new starting time for a while. I, I got the yep. edict from you earlier this week. I've been going to bed earlier. Uh, well, I say that last night I didn't go to bed till three, but sometimes, um, to, uh, like tomorrow, I've got to be up really early. I've got to be up at um, twelve. <laughs> I've sold something large on eBay. Um, if anybody knows, Guitar Hero, Band Hero, the whole thing. Got 150 quid for a used one. That's the, the guitar and the microphone and the, the drums and all that lot. So are you looking at the pictures I've just put in our thing? 
No, I haven't. It'll ruin it for you. No, and, no, uh, I haven't. And I, no, I. And I, then I, I um, and I won't now because I don't want to spoil it. Yes. Yeah, so then I um I sold it and uh, arranged for. I used to get everybody all my stuff taken to the post office, but it's fucking huge. It's about nine kilos and a huge box. I did it with, with Parcel Force Online. Now they don't sponsor us Parcel Force Online. It was a pound cheaper than than we got this website called Parcel Monkey. Um, I think it's called Parcel Monkey. Um, it's called Summit Monkey. Yeah, Parcel Monkey. You put all your details in, and then it just goes and finds. It's an aggregate. It goes and finds all the websites and all the prices and that lot. And it was one pound cheaper than Royal Mail because in this country, if I take something to the post office, it's going to cost ten quid to post. I go and do it online. I get it for eight quid via the post office online. Something that heavy for, for eight quid? Huh? Something that heavy for eight quid? Or are you just giving a general example? Oh no, it was. It was uh, £9.25, I think it was. But the usual rule is. As heavy as you're describing, I would worry that you're almost going to spend as much in, in shipping as you are in, in profits. Oh no, I charged him £9 postage. Oh, that's true. You can charge them for the postage. Yes. So, um,. Yeah, so well, congratulations. This is, this is, I mean, you've just made my week. <laughs> Why? Now you can come to visit me. <laughs> All that money. You, you have almost as much money as uh, as Arsenal right now, apparently. You, you're essentially this guy without, hey. the, without the bushy mustache. Hey, throwing the Benjamins. <laughs> is that the right saying? Is that how it goes? Uh, yeah. He's, well, yeah. He's uh, he's going to make it rain. I believe is. is I think we're, they're, they're making it rain all over the place. And obviously, we will have to talk a little bit about Arsenal because oh, yes. things are really exciting right now. But um, so so tell Can us. We say hello to people in the chat first. Ah, excellent idea. You want to do that? Yeah. Go on. There we got Mark Backridden is uh, there again. Can you secretly record him, Mike, and play it back for us? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past anything past you, you devious little swine. I should say thank you to um, Tom for taking over for me last week and putting up with you. And I didn't end up, people, if you're doing a show and Mike has got the cameras like this, just say to him, Mike, wrong ratio, because he's doing it all the time and it, it irks me. And I've told him, I, um, who, who would you have on? You had someone on midweek, didn't you, on a podcast? Who did you have on? I had Arsblog on. I had that was it. Allen. You've had the Godfather, Podfather tell you your microphone's shit, and you've had the Podmother, me, tell you the, your audio is shit. No, not your audio, your microphone. Well, this, this microphone is on its way out. You, this is one of the last times you'll see it. So, <laughs> Sorry uh, if anybody listening via headphones. I've, I've been cuckolding into, into getting a – I used to have a, a white Yeti. Not white Yeti, blue Yeti. <laughs> is it blue a Yeti? A white one, but my one's red. Well, white Yetis are, are for racist people. Ah. I used to have a blue Yeti, and the person who recommended that I got the blue Yeti originally many, many years ago, a certain Elliot Smith uh, of Minnesota, um, <laughs> actually broke the blue Yeti uh, in London surrounding uh, the time of the Football Content Awards, and he didn't break it. He He was the one who told me that the plug wasn't working, and finally I just said, fuck it. Um, so yes, I will be getting a new microphone. It won't, it won't be a Yeti. It won't be a, it won't be a rock band band microphone like this one. Could I get 150 quid for this? Oh, one of those was included, but the, the, the Xbox one's much better quality. Because not only is this a rock band microphone, but it's the rock band microphone that's been used by Magic Mike on the Sunday roast, which has to count for something. I mean, it's got spit in it. That's worth its weight in spit. It's got spit. It's got 
fluids beyond spit. It's it's got everything. It's, so the gist it has, of it is, Elliot from the Arsenal Vision podcast was so jealous of you and your ability to podcast. He smashed up your microphone in a rage. He was horrible man. He was just jamming it in, and then finally the the, the metal bent and the plug bent, and you know that's what happens when you jam something in too hard. Don't um, let people use your stuff. That's a simple answer. My one is as good now as the day I bought it six years, five, four, three, five years ago. Some amount of years between now and not now. <laughs> now and I don't now. know. I, I lost. So anyway, I, lost I interrupted you with the uh, I interrupted you with the with the chat shout out. Oh well, I'm there. Uh, Callum is there. See how long Callum goes without being having to be put in a timeout. Hello, guys. I see that you guys got a new haircut. I haven't, I haven't done anything to mine in the last couple of weeks. Mr. Bob Lex is there with a picture that is not Mr. Bob Lex. I don't know who that is in the picture. Looks familiar. Looks like an MP or someone. Bobby said uh, he was having he was ordering a uh, a, a takeout, and oh. I don't know if he, oh a takeaway and I oh trying not to order a takeaway. I was going to play guess what Bob is ordering, but it, if he's not ordering a takeaway, then uh, then we can't play that game. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Jesus, what a scum! Remember, people, Jesus, if you've oh, got sorry, something Jesus. you want to. If you've got something you want us to talk about, anything, preferably not football and dinosaurs, anything other than that, <laughs> we can cover it. Uh, FTL Guna Craig says, uh, just Craig, Craig to his mates. Craig says, best intro in the biz. Mark says, hello. Craig, Bob from, Craig to being me. from Fort Lauderdale, going to be seeing him in a few weeks down in uh, Orlando and possibly Baltimore when the when the team is here. Um, and uh, he's had a busy day of podcasts, I could see. Danny eating a lot of cheese. Yeah, Tom's taste in music. Tom's an eclectic guy. I mean, he know uh, my musical what? tastes are very simple. The Canton? No, uh, Rosenhammer. Oh, Rosenhammer. Oh, too many Toms. One of them's going to have to go. You decide. Canton anyway. doesn't have enough time to listen to music. He's he's putting uh, words out into the world. He has no time to listen to anything. He is like... A is it a whale or a shark where they can sleep? They turn half of their brain off at a time. Was it birds? He, I he think can, he can, this is not an insult. This is not saying that his content is boring or, or or mindless. It's the opposite. But he could do a podcast. He could do an hour long podcast without even any sleep opening his eyes because I mean, and, and he talked about that on our pod on Thursday, which was really really fun. And you know, it used to be that we would have a podcast on the Gooners Pod and and you know. We'll average 20, 30, maybe every once in a while, 40 people on it if we're podcasting regularly, watching in the chat. And then you'll bring on a Charles Watts and you see these, you know, one, two, three hundred numbers. Uh, and again, we just don't we don't pod that often. So we're not getting the thousands that 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 Curtis Shaw gets that um, that uh, Sophie gets and that a lot of other pods do. But again, we don't care about that. It was hard not to notice that with Tom on the podcast the other night, we were pushing a hundred people live in the chat at any point. And you know, it just I can't say enough about how proud I am of that guy, man. He is he's he's doing it. He's moving, he's shaking, he knows his shit. Uh, and uh and I'm gonna ruin his wedding in a few months. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Very true. Um, I don't eat cheese. I shouldn't really eat any dairy or wheat products. Just with my, I, take, I only take three tablets a day, twice a day, and one of them is just to protect my stomach. So I'm only on real two medication tablets a day, but one of them makes me allergic to all dairy and wheat, which is probably a good thing. Oh, uh, anime, anime, cartoons are for children. Potato, sorry about that. Uh, Callum's just confirming he does love dinosaurs. 
Petito's going to Baltimore. Nice. All right. I think, I think you might have said that on a previous show. Where, uh, I'm looking forward to Baltimore. It's creeping up on us. It's less than the game itself is less than three weeks away now. Um, and uh, it's three weeks from yesterday, and, and, and I'll be headed up there on the Thursday. And, you know, we're just waiting for the team to kind of explain what they are and aren't going to be doing. Um, whether we're going to, I'm waiting on press credentials. We're waiting to find out when there's going to be fan events. Jack has put a stop to that. <laughs> Makes it kind of hard to plan, but you know I'm going to jam Gooners versus Cancer into every crevice that I can uh, for anyone that's going there. So just be prepared. Prepare your crevice for uh, for for Baltimore. You will you will be seeing me, uh, but uh, whether you like that or not, tough. Uh, Mark has just seen Elvis this afternoon. He almost cried. Where was he? Tesco or Asda? Or Sainsbury's or Walmart. You never How know. Let us know where you saw him. <laughs> I don't I, I mean, I don't know what Elvis means to you, Mark, but like to me, Elvis has always just really bothered me. Like like I just I just don't get it. And I remember my mom telling me about how, you know, when, when they were young, everyone was just going crazy over him. And obviously I know the, the history of Elvis, but um cheers, Craig. But the uh I just I mean just What's so special about that guy? And why would you cry watching that video? Like I, that that's what I really want to know, Mark. Because that's I mean, that's kind of pathetic if you ask me. I would go as far as to say I hate Elvis and I hate the Beatles. See, I'm a, I, I'm a hate Elvis, hate the Rolling Stones guy. Love the Beatles. So, one of my favorite songs Love the Beatles. Love the Beatles, love James Taylor. Hate Elvis. Not I don't know comparing James Taylor and Elvis, but uh you know, hate Elvis, hate the Rolling Stones. They can go. They, I mean, I don't. I don't want them in my life. So, uh, well, they're not in your well, life. They're nearly all dead. Callum asks, guys, I'm going to America in Las Vegas next week. Are you really <laughs> uh, for a job? What would you recommend me do there? I, I can't. It's so easy to be horrible, Vegas. isn't it? It's, it's such a boring place. Work hard. Are there? Uh, is there a dinosaur exhibit there? <laughs> He's gonna. He's he's going there, and then he, he'll be dressed up as as the Gunnosaurus for the Arsenal game. So he's going to Las Vegas for a week first. Uh, Matt D'Souza, hello, Matt. You're all right. Oh, Mark saw him in Aldi. Shame it wasn't Lidl because Sean works in Lidl. She had to. Uh, she had some bloke came in the other day, and he was shouting at her. I bought this Indian in this really thick Indian accent. I bought this uh, chicken from you, and this chicken is off. She went, okay, I'll give you your money back. And she went, he went, no, it's out of order. I want you to take all that chicken out of the freezer and throw it away. And he wasn't there. And she's going, well, I'll give you your money back. I'll even give you some free chicken if you want. I think she said free chicken. And he wasn't having it. And he was shouting at her and getting angry. She went, you want me to do? Giving you a refund. Not much else I can do. No one else has complained. So he, we he's, sell. Trying to, he's trying to save everyone else from having the same chicken experience that he had. But he brought in a load of rank off chicken that had obviously been in the back seat of his car for a few right, days. Right, right. I mean, it, the chicken it. probably got the same treatment as the crunchy bars uh, when we went to to uh, to uh, what was it, Poundland? Oh, here we go. Bob Lex says to um, yeah, Callum, that's the Vegas idea. Coke and hookers. I read that as cake and hookers, and that got me excited. Now I realise it's Coke. Speaking of like Poundland, Coke and hookers. I mean, that's what you should be doing at Poundland. I mean, should be. Yeah. Uh, Russ Morgan, howdy doody, with his banter and thingy, Bob. Uh, Matt says, didn't Elvis' daughter marry Jacko? Oh, she did, yes. It she was... Um, that was that name? was kind of nuts. Priscilla. I, I, I think... No. I think it was that, that she... 
was basically his beard, not necessarily from a from a you know from a gay perspective, but from a like he just wasn't yes. sexual, didn't wasn't gonna have his own kids, wasn't gonna you know he just he was just this kind of almost like a eunuch, and and because of his status in the world, needed to have a uh, uh, a wife or a partner, and and for some reason Elvis's daughter Lisa Marie was was uh, was willing to do that. So it's indeed. Um... <laughs> Uh, Russ Morgan says, "You strike me as an, as Neil Diamond fans. Top top three bands or groups or acts. Mine would be Prince, Genesis. Don't tell our music. That. Don't, huh? tell, don't tell uh, Mangan about your uh, your Genesis affections. You you teased him quite rightly." I was worried he was just going to log off at that point. That's it. Because <laughs> you did go a little bit too far having it in the questions or bringing it up on the screen with the because uh, the intro, yeah. the first, the first two seconds of our podcast that actually went out over the air is 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 Arsplog saying, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> actually, got it. Callum says, "Oh, gone. Carry on. Three three um, out artists. Beatles. System of a Down." James Taylor. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, shit. Um, Callum says KFC or McDonald's. Both. Preferably at the same time. <laughs> no, McDonald's. KFC. McDonald's is, is the second best widespread burger place, in my opinion. KFC is not even the second best chicken place. Uh, well, so. It's the only chicken place we have over here, unless you're going to go to... Uh... Chicken Shack or some shit place like that where they don't wash their no, hands no, and they up their bum. I, I don't know how how much. Well, first the the best chicken place is Popeyes, but but you guys don't have that. There is a lot of, uh, and I don't know if this is just super super local to like Highbury area, but along Blackstock Road, there's about three or four different. I forget what it's called, but it's like a KFC knockoff. It might be called like DFC, like Delicious Fried Chicken or something like that. But it, most, it resembles uh, like a Kentucky fried chicken and it's kind of like a, you know, like a kebab shop type feel. And at three o'clock in the morning, after many, many pubs, that chicken, Mm-mm-mm. it's damn good, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to know what it tastes like at three o'clock in the afternoon. No, but, well, you could have done because it's probably been out cooked at three o'clock in the afternoon. Probably so, but it's, it, it was crispy. It was hot. I, I think I burned my tongue on it. I think because you were too greedy, too too much of a hurry to get it in your bellies. <laughs> I can't wait five minutes for this. Game. <laughs> no chance. Imagine hey, me would, eating uh, that way. I mean, I, I don't know why you would think that. Uh, perfect for PFC. I think perfect fried chicken. I think that might actually be right. Um, uh, what did you? What, yesterday, I'll tell you what I ate. I ate yesterday. I had two rolls, two bread rolls, and I had four slices of um, corned beef. Well, that was it. That's all I had all day. And today I've had and the other two rolls that are in the pack. Oh, I had a mini pork pie yesterday as well. That was in the fridge. And then today I've had the, the other two rolls and two tins of tuna. And that's it. Were the two bread rolls, did you have one before the meal and then one after? Or were they both at the beginning? For which one? I made uh, bread. Well, the corned beef one, you put the corned beef in it and eat it. Oh, okay. So, so you add corned beef on the bread rolls. In. In. <laughs> Sorry. 
Fuck it. I don't want to explain to you how a bread roll works, but you don't really put food on well, top of the bread you, roll. When you, when you say bread roll to me, I flash back to last October at the at the uh, FCA awards when 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 Tom and I invited Dan Potts and Lee Judges to be our guests because they gave us a free ticket. And and the two of them went on to eat and drink everything that was at the table for all of us. There was an eight person table. We shared it with uh, with Elliot, Clive, Clive's son, uh, and then these two other podcasters from uh, from I think Sheffield United that were who's and it was like a husband and wife team and the wife or it was a podcaster and his wife who Dan Potts was hitting on the entire time. It was kind of funny, but uh, but. Essentially, every single bread roll was under threat from Lee Judges. He just went around asking everyone if they were going to eat it, and it was just him with butter and a bread roll. So, you know, you, I don't need to be told by the likes of you how a bread roll works. I just you had all you had to say was was a, it was a sandwich. Thank you, you very much. You could have just said, "I know how bread works." You could have <laughs> saved everyone five minutes of that diatribe, but no. Yeah, but have we have to, to fill like four hours of this podcast every night and I, I, I thought that would help <laughs> oh no we have got a, a special feature this week if anybody wants it if uh, my lights in the ceiling can be any color you want it's not what we have to do for mr hertz um now. yeah so no type <laughs> what color you want me my lights in the sitting room to be and if i get two in a row where you've put the same color different people then i'll do that light that color does it, have like, does it have like all of the Crayola 64 colors in there or is it just the, ah, the it's got a six? billion bloody colors? Fuck knows if any of them work. I'll give up trying to figure it out. But I had to bought some for the hallway as well. I've got four in my bedroom. I've got six in here. One, two, three, four. I've got five in here and I just bought three more for the for the hallway, which is not. Oh, we've had bloody hell. We've had some. Oh, hold on. We've had new followers on Twitch. Kendra, Jimmy. NMG followed us. Then a minute later, Kayla, I think these are all spam bots. Kayla followed us. <laughs> nanu, Nanu, Kayla. Uh, and that's not it, is it? What do robots say? Affirmative. And uh, Daniel did also. So they also say, boop, 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 boop. that's it. We have three spam bots following us, and you are all very welcome. Um, so there we go. Mike Hertz is there. Uh, the finest member of the Gooners podcast, the Gooners, the Goon. The, the what is the? I just noticed the flag above my head. What is? What do we have there? It's Italy, I think. Isn't Mike Italian? Mike Hurts Italian. Uh, no, he, he's a fake Italian. He, he's an Asian. Ah, fan. lovely. Uh, they're still talking about fucking chicken now. They're all saying hello to Hurts, where you can all piss off with that. Uh, and uh, Russ says, "I can see judges stealing all the breadsticks off the table." <laughs> I'm, I'm working on. I'm working on very shortly having some photog uh, some photographic evidence of what I'm talking about here. We've had colours. We've had fuchsia, pink, purple, yellow. You lot aren't. You've got. You've got to be like women on on Shark Week. You've got to synchronise and then get the colours in the same order. Uh, so, uh, Robert, you are terminated. Yeah, there's still three of them. I mean, three, three. Robot followers, that's lovely. That takes us up to 281 now. <sighs> I would, I would be fine if every single. I mean, I, I, nothing personal against any of you in the chat, but I mean, if all of our viewers were were bots, would that wouldn't that be kind of cool? Affirmative. Um, Sarah Connor, I watched that's the Chronicles of Sarah Connor. I, I turned it off part way through, but I should go back and watch it because I quite like the idea. But Mike Hurts getting all chirpsy in the chat. Um, yes, so that was my diet, and exactly. 
I've, I've bought myself, uh, because Hey Hoos has signed for us, I've bought my Arsenal shirt. There it is. Oh, I've got I'm that getting on the back of it. I'm, I'm getting Jews for Jesus on the back or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I, that's a no-brainer for me, except I'm holding off because there's one player whose name I'm more excited to get on the back of my shirt than who's that? Than Jesus. And, and I, this is from a guy who swore I would never get another player's name on the back. But, I mean, I can't wait to get the butcher on the back of my shirt and just have, like, pictures. Who is of, the butcher? The butcher, Lissandro Martinez from Ajax. Um, we are rumored to be in the room. Oh, I know, I know who he is. No, that was his nickname. But yeah, look at uh, my shirt. The other, it's, other, other it's, Gabriel. It's what'd you say? My shirt that I've bought says on the back of it, the other, other, other Gabriel. Didn't you? Can't you see the screen? Yes, I can see the screen. You're laughing though. Are you were, so you were expecting a better reaction out of me than you got on that? I'm sorry. Get fucked. Let's kind of see what these lot are saying in the chat. Um, oh, here we go. Callum's got a long message. I went in McDonald's and ordered a cheeseburger and fries, but I forgot my fries and I had an argument with the manager, so I did punch him. I don't understand why I was arrested for assault. I'm surprised you didn't murder him and you were on, on the run from the police. So well done. I only punched him. Nice one. Uh, Russ says, Mike, do you believe in Jesus now? That's a good question. I believe in Jesus. Um, you know, I've always didn't, been didn't you all lot kill Jesus, or was that the Romans? I can never remember which way around it goes. No, I think we well, we got we we've certainly been blamed for it, and um, and Did you know you what? Grass him up. You know what? I would do it again. All right, I did That's... it. I did it. And I yeah, it again. Good. If it meant, if it meant that we would get to the Champions League next season, there's that. This is joke. Don't worry. It's oh, there we go. Bread nonce. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was a massive bread nonce that night. Here, here's 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 how he made a sandwich. God, that man is. I, I saw. I'd love to do lots of butter on my bread. <gasps> is there, did you see it coming out the other end? Now, yes, yes. This this follows the the journey of the bread roll from from table into the digestive uh, the digestive column of 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 Lee Mark judges. And follows it all the way through to its logical conclusion. We did like a 24-hour uh, documentary, a breadumentary on, uh, on on how it all worked and uh, and, and how he washed it down. So very, uh, you know, very good content that you can't get anywhere else on the Lee Judges. This this should be called Lee Judges TV because we'll just show we'll show the real Lee. Oh, I got more pictures, man. I got him picking. I, I got him picking his his uh, or fixing the bandaid on his broken toe in the tube station. Uh, so he's got his naked toe out, sitting on a bench in the tube station uh, a few months ago as well. I mean, I that guy need not fuck with me because I have the guts. <laughs> I love that guy though. Um, but yeah, can I tell you? Can I tell you my joke about Jesus? Please. Is it so as funny Jesus, as that jersey that you had mocked up? Funnier. So Jesus is up on the cross on the top of this, at the mound or something like that, and he, he goes to his foot, one of his, they're all down but praying by his feet, and he goes, go get Pontius Pilate. And they think, oh, fuck, he's in trouble here. So they run off down into the village, they go and get Pontius Pilate, and they go, Pontius Pilate, they go, what? Jesus wants to see it. No, I don't want to see him. No, come on, Jesus wants to see him. He's up on the cross, and he's Pontius thinking, oh, fuck, I'm in for it here, because he grasped on him, didn't he? And he went, I'm doing the washing up. I'm 
taking the dog for a walk. And he went, no, come on, G, come, Punch, you've got to come and see him. He's, he's on the cross and he's going to be dead soon. He went, oh, fuck me, all right. And so he takes a slow walk up there. And then he goes past all the people and all the people are booing at him and hissing at him and throwing stuff at him because they know what he did. And he goes up to you, he goes, Jesus, what do you want? And he went, Punctious Pilot. He said, yes. Yes, Jesus, what do you want? He went, Punctious, I can see your house from here. <laughs> I don't get it. He's up on a cross on the top of a mountain. All right. Well, see, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm literally not like slow playing the joke because I, I, I just didn't get it. Like, like I'm, I am actually Jewish and don't really know the whole story behind Jesus. No. And, well, and when they, uh, they crucify people, they put them up on the top of a hill, didn't they? Well, I so didn't, he's on I the top of a the hill. Part about the hill. I knew the part about the cross, which is why I, I'm excited to see. Well, the, even if it was just on a cross, he'd higher up, aren't you? You can see. So he said, "I can see your house," and he thinks he was in trouble for grassing on him. I think oh, that was the was. only. Oh, okay. I, oh, <laughs> don't fake it, Mike. Don't fake it. We're past that. You don't have to fake it with me. Thank you very much. All right. Sorry. Um, uh, what, Crossbow challenge uh, with, no. with Jesus? Well, no. Too soon. How'd you feel about Gareth Bale going to uh, LA? Uh, I think it's a perfect place for him. Just, it's a retirement community. No, he <laughs> can do all right there. He could do it right there. Robbie Keane had a had a good couple year run there. Uh, after oh, so he was no, longer, no longer good enough to play, Beckham was all right. He 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 didn't. He wasn't. I, I would say that the better actual footballing, uh, which is a new verb, came from Robbie Keane compared to David Beckham. But you know, Beckham obviously began a movement. Uh, but he was all right in the league. Maybe I'm just forgetting that he played well. But uh, but yeah, he he was the one that kind of started it all. Um, uh, the favourite foreigner in MLS for me was uh, Carlos Valderrama at Miami Fusion. We won the league that season, our conference. Then they disbanded them. Yeah, that was really early on. Was that? Do you remember who the coach was of that team? John if Marks. I, I thought it was. I've got no idea. It's the first. I thought it was Ray that. Hudson. Oh, um, Ray Hudson, him of the NASL. I watched that documentary again. That one I told everybody to watch about NAS. So after the show a couple of weeks ago, I watched it again. It's brilliant. That's Ray Hudson's one of the one of, one of the guys who, you know, we've come very close to him from a from like an adjacency standpoint on our podcast. But uh, apparently he doesn't. Apparently he doesn't love doing podcasts. He seems to love doing cameos, which of course you get paid to do. And of course, <laughs> Lee Judges does a cameo. Forty quid to get a, a cameo from Lee Judges, by the way. Oh, if anybody um, wants a cameo from anybody at ABW, it is one pence. <laughs> one P. You tell me what you want, and I'll record it and email it to whoever you want. Come there on, you go. At, least, at least charge 10P and then donate uh, the extra 9P to charity. Okay, I'll um, give the 1P to your charity. Well, thank you. Um, but the uh, – I forgot what I was just talking about completely. Oh, Ray Hudson. Uh, we've had Phil Shane on, and the two of them used to be like BN Sports – team for all of the Classico games and a lot of other La Liga games. Uh, Phil Shane is a, is a gooner, uh, loves to talk about football, uh, but he could never, he could never get me into Ray Hudson. Uh, but that guy is, is hilarious. If you ever heard him do commentary, uh, I love it. Uh, so he's the only one big commentator that, that, that we're missing. Why are we all talking about Florida at this point? My future home. 
unfortunately. How, how is the house? It's sitting like it, it hasn't moved in like a month. Well, I mean, the, I hope the house never moves actually, but the, uh, but I mean, it hasn't progressed in about a month, month and a half because we're waiting on windows, the supply chain, not to get all economical on your ass, but there are supply chain issues right now. And, uh, and, and windows are apparently a big one. So it's going to be November, December of either this year or next year, probably that it's done. <laughs> But everyone's welcome. We'll do a live podcast in my house. Steph will be excited about that. It'll be great. Um, yeah, she'll love that. A lot of heathens traipsing about your fucking house. Callum wants no DC or Marvel or none. 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 I watched the new, um, what is it, Doctor Strange and the, the, the Moody Bird, whatever it was called. I watched that. Oh, God's sake. I'm Why the only superhero that I'm interested in. I don't. I don't want to watch other super superheroes. Um, Mark says Arteta plans to play Elneny just behind the strike. He believes Jesus will profit from Mohammed. There's Jesus a zero percent chance Mark wrote that himself. <laughs> no, it's too well spent. Spelt. Uh, had Danny ever tried taco? This, but this now is a good I, I love Mexican food. The hotter, the meatier, the spicier it is. The more I like it, really. But, I, 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 th- I thought you struggle with like, like really. God, no. You give me a bowl of jalapenos here, and I will gobble them down. Oh, that's true. You did ask for jalapenos. Mm, I did indeed. And um, we had one at the at the um, where was it? Um, Bar Hill Services had a Mexican place where you got um, fajitas and tacos and stuff like that. I had it once, and then by the time I got home, I'd shit myself inside out nearly. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that Taco Bell could be considered Mexican food, though. Um, but I mean, the the question remains: Have you ever had Taco Bell? Not just Mexican food, no. but have you specifically had Taco Bell? No. We had a series of uh, restaurants in the UK that were um, Mexican, and they were Chiquitos in Huntingdon. Went there many times, but then they started to do what they always do: they move in, they. Um, they get shitty people to work there, and the food's really nice. And then over the space of the next year, the food gets smaller, portions get smaller, and then they change the type of food. And then I ordered something, and I went, how the how the hell is this meant to be? That's not what this is. I think it was chicken or something. Yeah, I saw, and, uh, I saw something on the news shit. about shrinkflation, which I'd never heard of before, but it's it's basically... Oh, it's, that's the thing. Yeah, instead of paying more for, for something, you actually pay the same, but you get less of it. And and that's definitely something that's been going on for years. Not with me or Danny, necessarily. You get, you get, you're getting more of me now than you were a couple months ago. God, how is your diet going? Well, it's... You know... Look, man, I struggle. It, it, it was going great, and now it's not. Um, Can you just not eat? No, Have you tried that. Just, no, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's it's look, it's a complicated tie-in with a lot of different elements of my life that all kind of have to be in perfect balance, and occasionally I'm able to get that in place. And as soon as something happens that knocks me off of it, I, I get knocked way off of it. And right now, my sleep isn't isn't ordinary. My eating isn't ordinary. My exercise is non-existent. Um, I'm super super busy with a lot of different things, which shouldn't be an excuse, but. Um, but yeah, you know, as, as, as cruising as I was, uh, a few months ago and headed in the right direction, 
I, I was them treading water, and now I'm I'm sinking again. So we'll uh, see. At least you said you can do it. Well, I, I've always known I can do it for weeks or months at a time, but that ain't going to help me. So stay tuned to the in, uh, to the saga it, of Mike not turning into the planet Jupiter. Wouldn't it be nice if we just we could just go fuck it and eat whatever you want? I'd be stuffing my face now full of chicken and chips. Well, and I crisp. hate those people that can. I mean, there are people that absolutely can. But uh, I, yeah, judge I, got us. Close, I, I got close to losing 50 pounds in three months. Uh, or in two months earlier this year, and now it's just uh, yeah that that is also true, but uh, I do need to delete DoorDash, but I'll find a way. I will. Um, Petito says keto fasting is king. I am thirty seven pounds this year. Keto is a godsend for me. Sleep well, I sleep like a baby. I have to sleep whenever I want for as long as I want. And you know what they, you know what they call his specific version of it uh, of the diet. Petito. <laughs> Petito Kito. I mean, hey. it works better for him because of that. Okay, this is – I'm sorry, Callum. I think we're starting to get into into maybe we shouldn't Callum, count every single one of Callum's. <laughs> I think Callum needs to go and have a little lay down in the darkened corner. No, don't, ban, don't ban him. But, you know. No, I don't ban him. Good God, we need the viewers. I was going to put him on a little timeout so he can have a little sit, well, go and sit in the corner. That's what I meant and you, by that. And you think you think about what you've done. So no, that I, Wait, I, his other his other account's going to pop up now. Look, man, uh, this is Callum's dad. Show, so I'll show I, I, have no, I, I have no control over that. But um, uh, let's get it's back. Only a five bit. minutes. He'll be back in five minutes. But he needs to calm down. He start putting things in capitals next. <laughs> Gabby Jesus reminds me, and and tell me if anyone else agrees but but gabby jesus reminds me not from like his playing style necessarily at all but from like the stage in his career of exactly when we picked up alexis from barca um you know he had come from a smaller club udinese to, to barcelona land of the giants and he was playing with messi and uh I, I don't know whether Suarez was overlapping with that or not. Uh, I don't really recall, but I mean, he was he was by by no means the top guy at Barcelona. But you could tell he was a top guy for just about any other team. And Alexis came to Arsenal, basically became our our alpha dog, uh, for lack of a better word. Even though I hated Humber, uh, Adam was all right, but Humber was a fucking bitch, basically and literally. Um, but uh, but he, I mean yeah you can't argue I don't I didn't love Alexis I I have no love for him now I didn't like the way it all ended but he was an earth shattering signing for us and I kind of see Gabby Jesus as being right in that same portal of his career where the only thing really stopping him from being you know the, the next Kun Aguero or 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 get or Alexis Sanchez were the people that were in his way of getting more minutes at Manchester City, and that will not be a problem here. So, put a picture of the beautiful bastard on there. Now, is that photoshopped? That's got to be photoshopped because the team. I has always a- think everything is fucking photoshopped. In fact, I'm not even sure you really exist, but <laughs> it could be. It could be your missus. She could have killed you years ago, and she's got an, she's got an inflatable Mister Blobby, and is just I'm, wiggling it around a bit. I'm, I'm being kept alive through the magic of holographic uh, arts. And, uh, Do you know what Mr. Blobby is? Mm, I just assume that's what Sean used to call you. Cheeky. Um, our mate made this. What a ah, wonderful okay. idea. 
Yeah, Sebi. I, Sebi? Now, I think that looks cool as fuck, but traditionalist, the pink, the purple badge is that, I yeah. mean, look now, well, this is a yellow badge and, 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 you know, the badges have, have certainly evolved and changed over the years, but will traditionalists be able to take a badge that's just flat out purple all through? We can't have blue or purple. You're going to have to have it in, um, you could just have, I see that as purple. Is, that, is, is that purple to you or is that blue? Purple, purply blue. Oh, and and it's that yellow green uh, Brazil look, which actually I didn't pick up on because some things are way too subtle for my ass. But I just actually know you didn't realize this was a, a Brazil Arsenal kit. Look, fuck me. I have a lot on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you didn't get my joke, and now you're going, "Oh, that looks like the Brazil kit." <laughs> I've just figured out <laughs> that that's the Brazil kit. So, with the oh, here you go. Callum, Callum's dad is here. Right, lads, you banned my son, Callum. Why, lads, he loves your channel and thinks it's a great channel. Please. It's not banned. And Callum, we know it's you. So Callum, we got a bit too excited. He only he wants us to, to give him a five-minute timeout so that he can come on his other account. I don't, I, don't uh, know, I don't know if Scott William is Callum, if it's really his dad, if it's not his dad. I don't care. It's, it's, this is, I, I love this. Uh, and, and, Look, if it were me, I would be, you know, I would be much more sympathetic, empathetic, very much kind. But Danny's, you know, just an old geezer. Uh, this is a question for Mike that I fully endorse, uh, actually. Um, we have five podcasts, and, and you know all about this. We have five podcasters uh, in the TGP team, and regularly we can't get anybody to actually do a podcast. Monday's supposed to be our in-house pod, and it's just the mics tomorrow, so... I know you uh, you prefer a nine o'clock start time, but well, what time you, is it? Will you, Danny? Sweden, <laughs> let me get down on my knees. Don't you? You won't get up again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll just do the rest of the pod from my knees. You'll have uh, to discuss. I want to come and roll you back in the proper position. What time is it? Um, right now, or when we're doing the pod? <laughs> Ten o'clock tomorrow night. See, I'm getting up at twelve, so. I'll probably be very tired. If I'm awake, then I will. But they they go on for two hours, won't it? Anyway, I'm not sure. No, no, no. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep it to uh, a tight twelve. Well, are you gonna be on it? <laughs> Talking over everybody. That you are such it's a shit. That, that show that you did with Andy and Gabby. I don't think Andy had one really good question, and you and you and, you, and Gabby said, "Oh, I've taught, I'm finished my point." And then Andy didn't. I think he said four words the entire show. Were you two bleeding, rubbing each other's dicks? Well, you know, Andy just shows up. You know, you know, I I I had all the the the, the videos prepared and the multimedia presentation and the. I do actually remember the show. day before you did invite him onto this show at the last moment. I do remember that. So maybe you plan. You haven't planned for someone else to be able to talk. Maybe you could have those cards and just hold up questions and hold it up until you answer it. But he had a good question, who, and I can't who, remember uh, what it was. Oh, it was about Vlavic. No, it wasn't. It was about, I think it might have been doing something with finances or the Premier League next season. God, if only anybody knew where he was, we could ask him. But He's off selling ice to kids. Horrible man. He, he's um, an entrepreneur for anything that gets him closer to kids. That's, hot I, take, I, I, potatoes, hot take. Alexis, Texas. 
Better than Alexis Sanchez. Hmm? Certainly better than his dogs. Hmm. Um, Petito says yes, and uh, Russ says he does like that. Uh, I did say yes, but I'm not sure. If I'm awake, I don't know. I've got to get up at 12. I'll be asleep by now. Uh, Matt says, uh, I have noticed the Aguna pod has gone from one pod every six months to one pod every two days. Some weird effing gear change. Would we're you doing like more to than one pod every two days. We're, we're doing five a week. How, you know, occasionally how has this happened? Thing. It's because I am a very inconsistent... Uh, Lover? Yes. That's, that's inconsiderate. Sorry, I'll get those two mixed up. I just, uh, I, I, I just really couldn't be arsed. A lot of, uh, a lot of the team couldn't be arsed for the last couple of weeks of the season, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm looking at this summer, saying, you know, this would be a good time to get back on track, get some good guests back in. Um, obviously, there's a tie-in with the charity as well, since we're really getting ready to ramp things up. So, uh, yeah, I hope you don't mind, um, but uh, we pod when we can, and I like it to be a lot more. I just, you know. Just not well, made you in your group and you can't get a pod together. There's 13 in the ABW WhatsApp. 13! It used to be 25. In yours? No, in yours, didn't there? Uh, there was over 20 the most ever. No. Gonna have, to, gonna have to execute. What I threatened to do is execute one of them and then it worries the rest of them. But that's how we lost Dom. No one's ever found the body, thankfully. But, Mass uh, Gunners actually nailed it. I, I, I can't lie. Um, he says Mike was missing the attention, and uh, and yeah, you know, sometimes I get lonely, and I need to need to have people tell me to shut up. Masked said, "Want to know why we started early? Because um, I've been going to bed early because it's the summer." I mean, you know, four p.m. or five p.m. doesn't make a damn bit of difference to me. But um, Callum's back. Oh, good. Is he? He says, "Uh." Um, Hello, guys. I'm back. Dad tried beating me up, but don't worry, I escaped. I'm sorry for my behaviour. See, he's had a little think about what his actions. He's come back, and he's, he's a new man. Oh boy! Now, do you know. think? Do you think he apologised to the guy from the McDonald's though that he punched? There's a lot of, there's a lot of violence going on in his life. I, I, I think we might need to send somebody. Does anybody want to know why I wasn't here last week? Let's talk about your boss. This is. I was um, when I was pulling my trousers up to go out last Friday, not two days ago, the Friday before that because um, I'm sat down and when you get dressed sitting down things get in the way so my, my gentleman's my gentleman's uh, balls as opposed to lady balls my man balls got caught between my trousers and my chair and so I had to pull the trousers down again and pull them up again and then I was pulling at it I think I must have pulled on my balls a little bit too hard to try and get it and I think I might have got angry so then there's this medical situation. There's some balls, people. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's the, the one on the left is a normal testicle. The one on the right, when a testicle thinks it's been attacked or damaged, it has this little blue sack of liquid that it puts around the testicle to keep the testicle protected and cushioned. And so that's why now you can't fit my balls in the palm of your hand. If there's any ladies that would like to try, just let me know. You're not allowed to be sick. <laughs> So this is a word of warning. If you do get kicked in the balls and your balls get really big, don't worry. It, it's, it's not cancer. Stop it. Dirty boy. It's not cancer. It's uh, just be aware of your own balls. And it will take six to eight weeks for it to go away. Or you can go down to the vets and they will inject it and drain it out. 
So there you go, people. That's where I've still got it now. I can, when I wiggle, I can feel them dragging on the floor. <laughs> the cats keep playing with them. <laughs> so they're big, they're red, and they're it's quite nice to have big balls. Can we talk about your esophagus next? Um, it's a little less disgusting, a little more interesting, I think. We have an esophagus uh, segment. <laughs> Mike wants pictures, apparently. I've got some. I had to give them to the doctor. <laughs> have you ever... Oh, okay. So this is... Um, <laughs> back to colonoscopies. I work in a field, uh, a professional field, which might surprise some people, that involves... Okay. Well, let's just say every You're once in a while... Homeless. You're just in this house when the people are on holiday. Yeah, well, th- this isn't a house. This is the, the, I'm actually uh, this is this is a backstop that, that's just behind me on the street. Um, I let, no one's ever seen your house, have they? So you could be homeless. You could just be some crazy bloke. I could. Well, and I, every picture I've seen of you and your missus, she doesn't move. <laughs> she could be a cardboard cutout. Oh, actually, yes, we have. You were slapping her on the. You you went to feel her ass in that video last time. Yeah, uh, no, 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 I have I have video. I, I have proof that she's that, that she has opposable thumbs and and. Uh, <laughs> I just had a great idea, Mike. Has she got a twin sister? <laughs> I could marry her, and then I could come and live with you. How cool would that be? Where's Mike and Dan? Oh, they're in the pool with the unicorn. Oh, where they gone? They've gone to get food. That's the third time today they've gone to get food. Now, now that would be a show that the BBC would move from 10 p.m. to 9 p.m. because it's it, you know gets better ratings, just like just like uh, YouTube has done with with uh, with the Sunday roast. So. I was uh, occasionally I end up uh, receiving medical records for our clients of mine um, as an intermediary. Uh, yes. Earthquake. And, I'm sorry. Earthquake. Oh yes, no, no. Well, that did, that didn't go that far. But yeah, I, I, I forgot that I told you that another another lookalike, uh, another Danny and Mike lookalike. <laughs> but um, but yeah, every once in a while, I uh, I kind of have to pass information between sources and and. And even kind of take a look and diagnose it a little bit. And one time, a client of mine sent me a report from her colonoscopy, and I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be gross, but I need to get this to its destination and get this issue resolved. Um, and um, I did not expect the report to contain pictures, <laughs> like full color, close-up pictures um, of the uh internal regions that were scoped with the with, with the colonoscopy so um so that was not fun um you know you don't really want to see that of anyone that you know or love much less a complete stranger so um so what is the point of this because you've drifted slightly i don't know um <laughs> we were talking about disgusting things and i just decided to bring that up uh, what else do we have? Any uh, any other topics from the chat tonight? We're we're almost at an hour, and we've literally talked about absolutely nothing. Uh, Mr. Bob Lex, ABW does have a Discord. No, you're not allowed to have the link to it because it's a uh, secret. And he has sent us this little picture that he he found in uh, there, and it is um, oh, get here, get rid of that, go there. It's the <laughs> Spider Man Gabrielle who had you in the corner of Brazil on the bus. So people who aren't who aren't uh, watching this, you, you've got the three Spider-Men where they're all pointing at each other going, are you? Are you? And they've all got Gabriel heads on with a little Edu sticking his head up behind the box. It's very good. 
So who's your favorite of the signings so far? Are you a, are you a, a Jesus guy or are you a bigger fan of Fabio Vieira? Well, Fabio Vieira looks like he's going to get broke the first time someone tackles him properly. And then he's going to go, oh, mama, and then go run back to Portugal. So um, I'm, I'm not really know, he's keen He's pretty on tall and, 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 and well-built. He's already got the captain's armband on as well, according exactly. to this picture. With his badly tanned arms. So uh, my favourite side, but there, the, the other Brazilian I don't know. Um, Gab, uh, Gabriel Jesus is actually our 20th Brazilian player that's been at the club. 20. At all levels, they've actually been, and yes, and the uh, yeah, Jesus, I'm not overly like, oh wow, amazing. He's going to do a good job, and he can play anywhere across the front three, which is which is important. And he scores goals, but he's he's not the he's not the player that I want. He's not the someone who's going to be there ready for all Kieran Tierney's when he plays six months of the season. All his crosses coming in, we need someone else who's going to do that, and we haven't got one. I mean, um, great that the work's been done early. Get, get to get bodies in. We've got 182 games next season. We are like a baseball side, <laughs> and uh, more to come. So I'll finish judgment on the first of September on how this transfer window went. But so far, bloody good. You well, and getting these guys in early. I mean, the the we've had transfer windows that ended up pretty good and pre- or ended up pretty thorough but the problem always was that it was you know a year later that we really got to see the benefit of it because these players were struggling to get bedded in uh in a reasonable amount of time four weeks after the season started so i mean this is i mean to have jesus join us on the uh, on the summer tour to have Vieira joining us on the summer tour that makes a huge difference and I will, you know, I, I'm guessing at this point we're not going to see Rafinha on the summer tour because it doesn't look like it's within days of getting done. If it does, but the, um, you know, the 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 butcher needs to come. The butcher needs to come. Keep throwing that money out there, Mikel. We need to splash the cash. We are splashing the cash. And speaking of which, uh, we did a video earlier on the Gooners pod. <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> um, called Magic Mike Shows You the Money. Is it yeah. just you on your own? It's me on my own. It's, oh, it's boy. It was pre-recorded, which means I spent hours and hours and hours doing post-production and editing to where it, it's almost obnoxious to watch. Uh, but we recorded it. Uh, we put it on earlier at, at 7 o'clock. People seem to like it. Um, thanks, Ryan. Uh, you're my favorite. I watched the show. I watched the A&R show. I watched the number one. It's very good. I mean, they're both likable fellows. Yes. Uh, I see Ryan was getting in a little bit of heat today. He's not having it. I didn't see what you weren't having, Ryan, but I take it someone was being an arsehole to uh, a female gooner and you were stepping in saying you're not going to have it. Well, good. Ryan well is done. a friend to all gooners. He is. Um, so, yeah, it was a good show. Check it out. Uh, it, it's Less than 45 minutes because I have a contractual thing where I can't go more than 45 minutes without making a penis joke. And I wanted this to be somewhat serious in nature. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I put that out earlier, and I hope that someone enjoys it. This is a good question. I wouldn't mind talking about this, Danny. Go on, then. Well, I should go and listen to your show later, like I listen to all of your stuff. If you're looking to fall asleep, it'll be a good one because because oh, numbers. That's what numbers. you do for a living, young man. 
It's numbers. It's so like me doing a video of sitting here for twelve hours doing shit. That's what I do for a living. Well, you do good stuff with numbers. So go on. What's the question? Is Todd? Thank you, Matthew D'Souza. Is Todd Bowley taking over the Chelsea signings personally? Seems a strange approach sacking the current team. Apparently, he's trying to implement U.S. style swap deals. This is going to be one of, I think, the the big stories of the next twelve months. Is you know because because they're just they have a natural, I think, wall towards improving Chelsea. I think that Todd Bowley's job, basically, now that he's spent billions and billions of, of pounds on this team, three billion, isn't it? Three. Yeah. Well, there's some that's that's based on, I guess, stadium improvement and that sort of thing. But isn't no, there no two others? Yeah, I think it's at least two and a half billion pounds for the actual ownership of the team itself. And then there's the question about the loan with Abramovich and with and and developing a stadium and and so on and so forth. But the um, the best I think that they could do is, is is just hope to maintain their position. I don't see how they could possibly improve because of all the money that, that that's owed and spent and the the annual deficit that they get uh, each year because they're they're not earning the same game day income that other teams are. So, you know, it, it's a weird thing to spend that much money to buy a Chelsea team with the fundamentals like that, unless you're also willing to just lose 150 million pounds a year and over the course of a couple decades, rack up a couple billion dollars where the club owes you, which is exactly what Abramovich did. Cause Hey, it really wasn't his money anyway. Um, but it is Todd Bowley's money and the other investors money that are, you know, that are in it with him, which is another difference between this and, and when Abramovich owned the team. So, you know, it, it should be interesting. Now, as for Matthew's question about whether he's taken over the signings personally, I think that would be a really bad idea if he does. So let's hope so. Um, I heard he was talking. Isn't, he own, isn't it the LA Lakers or someone that he owns? The Dodgers, and and the Dodgers have been very successful lately because baseball is the one American sport that doesn't have a salary cap. They do have restrictions on spending that essentially punish you for overspending. Um, like if let's, let's say the total for your baseball team, which has about 25 players on it, the total salaries for your baseball team might be, and, and I'm not saying this is the actual number, but let's just say the salary cap is $200 million a year on players. And you decide to assign an assortment of superstar players as they have, that cost $300 million a year. You're allowed to do that but you're going to pay a tax dollar for dollar to what you spend over the limit. So if the cap is 200 million and you spend 300 million, you're actually paying 400 million. Uh, How much money has he got personal wealth? And of all, because Bradford was going to put billions in, like you said. Well, he could, and he could because it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't money. He actually, Does it up the price of um, Gazprom. It was Gazprom that he owned, wasn't it? Well, that that and and you know the it, it was uh, there's question as to whether the that the money you know it, if the money was going through Chelsea was actually being laundered in that way so that it would be usable later and and so he didn't mind losing some of it just like a you know when you when you launder money from a drug trade through a laundromat something uh, I do every day the laundromat can lose a lot of money and it doesn't matter because that's not really the point of it. Uh, Bowley's net worth is listed as 4.5 billion US dollars. Which but is, is, is this, uh, Bramvich was doing this as a alleged 
money laundering thing and alleged buying stuff so that if ever kicked off in Russia, he's got his assets over here and also a vanity project. Now, is this bloke doing it as a running as a business like the Liverpool ones do or like Stan is? I would say he had, and I don't, I'm not an authority on this, so don't take my word for it. I'd, I'd certainly want to get somebody, um, and, and you've just given me a good idea, unless you want to steal it first, but get somebody in the uh, L.A. Dodgers media world to, to give us the scoop on Todd Bowley. Um, Why would I care about that? I should, have asked, I should have asked Gabby Marcotti that when I had him on. I think we did maybe cover it a little bit, but um, I see him as a businessman with a bit more interest in, in the vanity of winning and willing to spend money for that vanity. Whereas I see, whereas I see Cronky as a businessman who would like to win, but isn't going to sacrifice his money for it um, to, you know, to push you over the edge, which is why he likes fixed leagues like the NHL, where they could within the next six hours be Stanley cup champions, the NFL, where they are super bowl champions, where it becomes about essentially manipulation strategy puzzle pieces instead of just who's going to outspend the next person. So I'd say Bowley's probably somewhere in between. And, you know, Chelsea's not the best club to just get a profit from every year and build self-sustainably. So unless he's planning on just dumping a lot of money in there, you know, and, and this sounds ridiculous to say this, but there is a difference between being worth $4.5 billion, which is like what, three and a half billion pounds and being worth, 20 billion pounds like or or hundreds of billions of pounds like you know like newcastle and manchester cities and and uh psg's owners are so i i still think chelsea i think chelsea's not in the massive trouble that they would have been if they really couldn't have made this transaction happen and the club went into administration and that sort of thing which is what i was hoping for but i think Within within the next three years, Chelsea's not going to be a top six team, in my opinion, or they'll be for top six rather than. I mean, the fact that they four. they spent ninety eight million on Lukaku and then they've loaned him back for eight million, and how the hell does anybody do that after one year? Uh, anybody who knows anything about finances and and I mean, they're offloading a whole load. Of, I mean, Inter Milan won't even be paying all of his wages, will he? What's he? He's going to be on at what 300, 350 grand a week at Chelsea. You're not getting that in Italy. If they, you know, I, the, the, the analysis I've just done for Arsenal, which is on the, uh, the finances show that we, I was talking about a few minutes ago, I want to do the same thing for Chelsea, United, and Liverpool. Uh, because I just want to see, because these are all different approaches. I think we're following the sneak peek to, to, to my videos. We're following the Liverpool model, which I think is the right thing to be doing. I hope it works out as well for us as it has for Liverpool, but we're following that model. Um, but it should be interesting to see, you know, the, the the Chelsea version of that and the United version of that. United's wage bill right now is not only so ridiculously huge, but it is so focused on players that are just not the future of Manchester United, which is kind of like where we were three or four years ago, but they seem to not be remotely interested in biting the bullet and starting over, which is essentially what we've done. Yet Arsenal fans all over the world are, are just, I mean, they, they, many of them haven't wanted to see that that's kind of what we're doing, that we're taking, that we've taken three steps back to try to take 10 steps forward. 
And, um, you know, I, I just hope that this season is everything that it should be because then for once and for all, people who are bitching and complaining about this process and about how long it's taking and, and, and the trainee manager and all of that stuff will literally have no leg to stand on. And, and I hope that that's what ends up happening. Um, Without going into too much detail about Liverpool, because we all hate them, it is amazing yet again the transfer business they're doing. Getting out two of the well, looks like Salah might be going, but Mane's gone. Getting peak money for him for a bloke at that age could have probably got a little bit more, but then replacing him with someone else and carrying on the momentum of someone like that. Not bringing in someone who needs to prove himself. Not bringing in someone like Man United where they're over the hill, like Ronaldo, but still scoring goals. And these players they bought in aren't going to be on massively high wages. And they're going to get money, maybe 40 million for Salah, 45, 50 million, something like that. I don't know. can't remember his age. But the way Liverpool are doing, like you were saying, they do it properly. They, well, sell, it, they sell once they've got the most out of them, but sell them when there's still something of worth in them. It takes, it takes a few different things to all happen at the same time. It takes a desire to do the difficult things, potentially at a short-term cost to you in performance. It takes some very, very well-timed buys during that exact time frame. And, you know, and, and those buys that I'm talking about for them were Mo Salah, Luis Suarez. I mean, Luis Suarez was the cheaper purchase in the double swoop with him and Andy Carroll. Mm. Um, you know, Mo Salah was not a, a, a massive purchase of theirs. Sadio Mane, you know, they were doing the whole um, conveyor belt from Southampton to to Liverpool and boy, did that pay off? I mean, not every single one of them. Lalana, um, Lalana necessarily, you know, wasn't necessarily huge, but the others. Croatian centre back. So, so they made they made some very good, young, verge of being superstar buys, rather than buying Galactico players who were already established and cost eighty million pounds. And they had a very, very, very good coach. All of those three things together, and they and the trajectory worked. It all played out on the pitch, and then once you have that, you no longer have to worry about selling players for nothing. Because if a player can't make that kind of a team, they're still good enough to be on your team. If you're somebody else, that's you know, if you're a lower level Premier League team that's looking to pick up a, a potential team leader for your level, then getting a guy who is on the verge of making it at Liverpool. Is, is going to be a, a seen as a good signing for a Palace or for, you know, for a Sheffield United or, who, you know, whoever bought Jordan Ibe and Dominic Solanke or whatever their names were. Yeah, I mean, they, they're going to be – those are those are potential gems for you that you can still afford. Um, and, and it just it, – it, it keeps, as Tom Canton has called it, the conveyor belt of just bringing, on, bringing in young players, having resale value on those players um, to where – you start looking and saying, okay, well, can we improve on our now 27-year-old uh, Emil Smith-Rowe in a few years? He's been good for us. He's been great for us. He's still in his prime. But can we get somebody now that could even improve upon him? And not only will the guy come to Arsenal, because by that point, hopefully we'll have been in the, pre- you know, the, the Champions League and competing, but also like we can afford to let a guy go every once in a while because they're going to pay – English tax, they're going to pay incredible prices for them. And that's, I mean, that's where Liverpool are. Liverpool are getting close to the end of the cycle, though, because at some point their amazing coach is going to be ready to leave 
and they may not be as lucky with those replacement. And at some point, they're going to make a mistake with the people that they're reloading when Mane leaves and Salah leaves and, and, and Van Dyke leaves and TAA leaves and all those players. I mean, those are still years away, but um, so far the moves that they've made, Luis Diaz and, uh, and, and Darwin Nunez, they're, they're taking bigger swings now. And if those swings work out, then they've got another five or six years at the top. If they don't, then you'll start to see the decline. But we are literally where they were four or five years ago right now. The only difference is Arteta has the potential to be Jurgen Klopp. He isn't the Jurgen Klopp that they hired already with that potential already in hand. So, you know, I, True. I, I'm How excited. About about that. Think that could work? I would love for them to do that, but... Too many backhanded deals, though, isn't there? I mean, in America, if uh, my Boston Celtics, because I couldn't name a single player um, apart from... uh, No, I don't. Um, So if the limit there is, say, a million pound wages for the entire team, what is stopping the owner of the team going, oh, you, Steve, come over here, look. Come over to my. Come over to this country here. There's a house there for you. Or yeah, there's an envelope. Meet out the back. There's under grand. Uh, does that go on? Can they stop that? I mean, it would be silly for me to say it doesn't go on, but it is something that is highly. I would say probably far more so than in, in international sport. Far far more regulated. Um, you know, contract deals. Owner. The, the amount that an agent is allowed to get. Those are all standardized and contracted and, and legal and, and, and dotted in, in, in all the arrangements. I mean, you just, you can't circumvent money to Tom Brady by giving his agent a 40 million pound bonus out of the blue because Tom Brady's agent has a contract where he might get 8% of all of his earnings. And, and it's registered. These agents are registered with the NFL, with the players association. So, um, I don't know that there's that much backhanded stuff going on. And in the cases where there has been, I think the New England Patriots might have been guilty of this or accused of this at one point. Uh, you know, you can get stiff penalties. You lose draft picks, which, again, wouldn't be an issue in European football. You can be fined, which is usually just a slap on the wrist. But um, so, you know, a transfer cap in European football, it's just football is such a tribal, local thing in the rest of the world that because what a, what a salary and a transfer cap does is it invites parity. It makes a Premier League like the NFL where any team can win in any given year. You can have a team go from being last place in their division to winning the Super Bowl the following year. It doesn't happen that often, but it can. And um, And you see very limited kind of arcs of teams being incredibly powerful, dynasties, whatever the case may be, and then going basically back down to the bottom and rebuilding from scratch again. And, you know, when you have a football team like Manchester United, Arsenal, Barcelona, you know, teams that have just been at the top of their sport for a 100 years, um, you don't want parity. <laughs> you don't want there to be a chance you could finish 17th this season, a chance you could finish second. Um, you know, you, you, you want there to be kind of a long-term, these are the big teams and these are the small teams. So uh, as much, what I'd like to see is effective financial fair play that actually keeps teams from cheating. Not necessarily a salary cap or a transfer cap, but rules that are actually adhered to and a lack of corruption and, you know, 
I will go to my grave claiming that despite the settlements that they've gotten and the rulings that have happened, Manchester City have been cheating for the last 10 years, and there's no one that seems to want to stop them. So... And that's the way it will go on because we all know that they've uh, they get massive. Um, in, I mean, if if you if if you start up a team and then your team's only allowed to have X amount of money coming from sponsorship, uh, from um, pay out X amount of percentage of your outgoings compared to your ingoings, all you have to do is go a uh, dodgy Dave with a DVD shot. Dave, you sponsor my my club for a million pound a year. What your we conference should, side? Yeah, the, know, well, there you go. Have you, who, have you looked at who the main commercial sponsors are? For Manchester City, um, like 80% of them are companies Airways. owned in the United Arab, Arab Emirates. Good luck board, tracking back who owns what there. Whose board members and, and, and presidents and so on of those companies are literally related familially to, um, to uh, what's the guy's name? The 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 Emir that uh, that that owns the Abu Dhabi Group. Um, I mean, there, it, there's there's so much inside money going there, and there were and there were literally emails posted. These were the 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 leaks in Der Spiegel, I think, or or Build. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Der Spiegel, uh, where there were emails from the the guy that I, I don't know why I can't remember his name right now, uh, Mansoor, Sheikh Mansoor to these companies essentially saying, okay, well, we'll funnel 20 billion pounds through or 20 million pounds through this company as commercial income. And, you know, because they couldn't do, uh, you know, they, they couldn't actually show that income coming from the owners. It had to come from commercial income in order for them to be able to add payroll. It's it, and and what ended up happening is they settled in 2014 for some like 30 billion, 30 million pound penalty or something like that um, because Johnny Infantino is one of the most corrupt people in the world and he probably got paid off about 10 million pounds. It's amazing that the, the whole Qatar World Cup thing set black gone, but then it all still went through and the vote in and everything was rigged and it is an absolute disgrace. But yeah, everyone will go there. And all the sponsors still keep sponsoring everything because it's all about money. Yeah, but don't um, don't have sex while you're there, though, because then no. you'll be arrested and, and, and executed, especially yeah. if you're gay sex. But uh, but yeah, the I mean, the, the this is why whenever someone says we should be challenging for the league, I'm like, yeah, we should be challenging for the league. And if you look at Liverpool, that's the ceiling. Liverpool over the last five years is the ceiling of what any team that is not Manchester City and maybe Newcastle, if they go that route as well, can do. Maybe have a chance at nipping the title one year if you play perfectly. But otherwise, it's Man City's title to lose every single year until they change the rules. So, um, But then Newcastle are going to come in and they are going to go big time. They finished probably top 10 this season, I should think. And then depending on whether Eddie Eddie's good, but whether Eddie can push them to the top six, which is a whole new level, they're going. If you buy it, we sit in Man City. Um, some of the players they had in the past. Remember when Man City first got all their money? I think they had Stuart Pearce in charge. 
and that and they still were buying what the Robinho was coming to the club. I think Stuart Pierce was in charge then. Yeah, they, well, and and they he was, and then they they ended up. Um, I think there was somebody in between him and Pellegrini, and when they brought in Mancini, I think was the first one. Yeah, but the, uh, the the oh. what they did was spent a ton of money when they knew FFP was coming, but before it actually went into effect, um, to where. It built up their regular, their other revenue, their excuse me, their other revenues right as FFP got in effect, and they still broke the rules of FFP. I don't know that Newcastle is going to have the exact same trajectory. They're certainly going after that model, and they've come out and said they're going after that model. Um, but oh, Sven Goran Eriksson and, and Mark Hughes. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, Sven Goran Eriksson. I remember that. <laughs> it's not going to be as easy for for Newcastle to do what Man City did in this environment as it was for Man City in twenty in 2009 to 2012. Um, even as corrupt and almost non-existent as financial fair play is, the rules are a little bit different, and it will not be as easy for them to, to just pour ridiculous money. They will get players in the transfer market that other teams can't because of money, but they're not going to be able to just dump two billion pounds into their team over the course of five years and, and win. So... Anyway, enough about that. Let's let's get back to talking about anuses and uh, another thing, or we could just be done. Um, see, apparently, well, like, apparently, gravy on people's beards is now a thing that that's that's becoming very popular. Is it? it oh, I'm scolded with. <laughs> see, look, this is why he's asking for it again. They go off into the naughty corner. I would agree. Now he is. Before, maybe he wasn't. Uh, we I, we could we could agree to disagree on that, but now he is. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm just looking at whatever else here. They've um, procrastinated Womble. Liverpool did the super money thing for two decades. Now they are rebranded as this evolutionary club, and it's all media driven. They play good football. All else, models, etc., is pants. This is, this is a serious question because, you know, when, when Liverpool were, well, when we were all banned because of Liverpool from Europe, but they were still the best team in the world except for when we beat them in Anfield. I mean, obviously big money is a very different thing in the in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s than it, than it would be in the 2020s. Um, were they spending more than everyone else, noticeably more? On well, when George Graham took over at Arsenal, the first player he bought was Perry Groves for £40,000 from 4th Division Colchester United. And shortly after that, he got Ian Allenson from Colchester because they messed up his contract and uh, he was able to leave on a free because George Graham was a manager of Millwall in Division 2 and Arsenal in Division 1. Got him on a free transfer. And then all those players, hardly any of them. I mean, I think Steve Bold was three hundred and ninety grand. Lee Dixon was four hundred and twenty grand. Meanwhile, Liverpool are, are, are paying eight nine hundred thousand pound for players. All right, so so in they were they were splashing cash beyond what other teams were. Oh god, yeah. Okay. And Man United were split. Were have always spent the most amount of money. Like when they got Frank Staple and off of us, I think they paid nine hundred thousand. And they bought all the, like Mark Hughes. They sold Mark Hughes to um, Barcelona after three seasons, and he didn't do much there. And then he went loan to Bayern Munich, and and then um, he came back to the first division the next season. And they had all the players. They had all the money. That's just what they did. 
but they were just absolutely dire. Man United for so all of my growing up years, Man United are rubbish. So from the mid eighties all the way to the when Ferguson got there in the in the early noughties, they were rubbish. I mean early nineties, they were rubbish. Or late eighties, early nineties. I think it's eighty eighty six. I think he might have gone there, possibly 87, because Arsenal tried to get Alex Ferguson as manager, but he didn't want to leave Aberdeen. I think the 86 World Cup, I think Ferguson was Scotland manager because the Scotland manager had, was ill or died or something. Oh, here comes Betty. You're going to go and show everybody your bum, Betty. But the, just the answer to your question, yes, they did. They massively overspent. Yeah, I can see that now. I'm looking at uh, you know Mark Lawrence in, in 1981 for two Brian. Well, okay, that's dollars, but I got to change this. Um, and here, you know, here's where you start to see them build the the, the team that I was used to. And uh, Craig Johnson, Graeme Souness. John Dernan was signed in 1985 for $660. I know, I mean, or probably 400 pounds or whatever. Not thousand pounds, but put pounds. I mean, if you look at someone like Perry Gross, a transfer price that's not free but isn't even a thousand pounds. I think Nigel Winterburn was maybe a hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds or two twenty-five, something like that. Something now that you just think that's absolutely ridiculous. But it's uh, that's the way it was back then. You could come in, buy a club for a hundred thousand pound, spend a hundred thousand pound on a on a couple of players, and then turn things around. McMahon three sixty. Pound, pounds, Aldridge, 765. Oxford. Ian Rush. Uh, Chester. Ian Rush was... Not much. 50. He, he was loaned from Juventus. Um, John Barnes, 1.17 million. Peter Beardsley, 2 million from Newcastle. I think John Barnes was 900,000. So they're, they're converting it, looking back and converting it, but... Perhaps. John Barnes was nine hundred thousand at the time. Yeah, it's a, it, it says one point one seven now, but that might be changes in the uh, in the conversion rate. Ian Rush from Juve two point seven. Uh, yeah, he'd only been there a season though. He left Liverpool, went to Italy, and then came back again the next season. Well, well, look, I mean, that was thirty five years ago. Uh, the big money spenders then. I mean, they. <laughs> It worked for them, but uh, but they've certainly done it a different way now. And I will, I have nothing but respect for the way that they've built. I, I don't like them. I, I don't like. I'm glad that that Sane is that dirty son of a. I mean, the mm -hmm. guy is supposedly an absolute beauty of a man off the pitch. Uh, some of the stuff he does for his the town, the village he grew up with. He's done so much stuff that it's now become a town. Built a hospital, built a school. I mean, he's, 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 every, a, he's a literal angel uh, of a person. Gives every, except when he's throwing elbows on the pitch. Every family in the village, he gives them, I think, $75 a month. Does he give them, does he tape $75 a month to his elbow and then just hit him in the face and the, and the money comes off and they get to keep it? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. <laughs> but he does what he does what needs to be done to, uh, to uh, be successful and he's done it come from Germany Southampton Liverpool and now he's gone back to Germany to play for the the biggest German side there I mean Barcelona are after Lewandowski so they'll have uh, there's even talk of Suarez going back to Barcelona with what but money? they've refinanced for 500 million haven't they 
Oh, all right. Okay, well, you know, that's easy. That money. Uh, I refinanced four hundred million this week, but I didn't really feel like talking about it on the podcast because, um, you know, your balls are much more important. <laughs> all right, I think I'm running out of steam, Dan. Yes, you do seem quite tired. It's nearly half past five in the afternoon there. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's been very little sleep going on at my house lately because I've been too busy eating. So you know, so uh, we so yes. we're we're back on nine o'clock now. So next Sunday, nine o'clock. I should think so. It makes it easier. When are you guys podcasting this week? Here we are. We're not doing anything. That's why we don't go anywhere. We don't we don't do it enough. We just do it whenever we fancy it, like you lot do. We yeah. Just like having a chat with each other. And that's well, what we do. Well, if it's a hobby, then that's 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 hmm. all you should do. You should never feel if we wanted to go anywhere, we'd be doing two shows a day every day and then lose the love for the love of football after about a month. So I'd be going, I wanna give this shit up. <laughs> So we shall be actually podcasting nine times a day for the next uh, three weeks. But, uh, no, we, we do expect to have a show either 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night, um, hopefully Monday through Friday this week, maybe one or two missed days in there. just kind of depends on scheduling. Uh, so that can be at the Gooners Pod. We have a new link to subscribe where you can oh. just go directly to tgpsubscribe.me. Uh, not .com, but tgpsubscribe.me, and it takes you right to our YouTube subscribe page. Um, you can subscribe. You can get notifications of both when we pod and when I am finished wiping um, each day, which you might want to put your phone on silent, though, because uh, it's a lot. Uh, so that's it. Danny, anything else? I'm just reading Loki's comment. He gave me and rushed the bird. Lovely. Um, no, no, nothing else. I think that's it now. I'm going to go off. I might have a tin of mushroom soup and uh, then put this up in a little while. And I've got a load of stuff to list on eBay. I've got, I'm just going through Panini 1997, if anyone needs any stickers. I would rather just have a Panini from 1997. Well, it can be done. As long as it has as much butter as... yourself a time machine. As long as it has as much butter as Lee Judge's, uh, uh, you know, roll, which which it appears that you've deleted now from our. Oh, so I, was, I was having a tidy up. Yes, and 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 now the perfect time to show Lee Judge's having a buttered bread roll is now impossible because of you. But thank you very much, Callum. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy your dinosaurs, and to all of you, we shall see you next week. On goodbye, the Sunday roast. Thanks for watching The Sunday Roast with Mike and Danny. This was Mike, and this was Dan, and we ride dolphins. Here's Birdlano, and here's Sexy Mike. I'm riding a horse. Danny loves his junk food. We know he does. And Mike does tricks. We love football, but hate talking about it. So we made this show. Why you watch it, we don't know.
The Sunday Roast is a joint production of a Burkamp Wonderland and the Gooners podcast. Join us every Sunday night at 10 o'clock for all the entertainment you didn't know you needed, but you cannot live without. See you next week, Roasties. Magic Mike and Danny, out. <laughs>